0: Welcome to the Become Inspired podcast by Life on Time. This is the second series of the Become Inspired podcast, where our aim will remain much the same as the first, giving teachers, parents and students helpful hints and tips to live a fulfilled and meaningful life. We will be speaking to a range of guests from nutrition and psychology to people who are living extraordinary lives and have inspiring stories to share. Hello and welcome to the Become Inspired podcast. Today we have a good friend of mine, uh, Luke. Um, this, that's not his real name because actually we can't call him by his real name. Uh, because he of what he does but uh, Luke is a uh, currently in the military uh, I think he's been in the military for probably he's the same age as me so probably 20 odd years um, he'll probably correct me on that in a moment uh, but we thought it'd be a really good opportunity to sort of uh, an interesting story um, with what's going on at the moment uh, teachers having to work in quite tough conditions and finding out from somebody who's in the military who's worked on in wars war zones of how uh, how to cope with sort of adversity and uh, dangerous situations. So, hello, Luke.
1: Hello. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad at all, not too bad. So, uh, I've
0: caught Luke. He's finished, I don't know, I finished a mission for the last couple of days. But um, just firstly, I mean, we've got teachers and some students listening to this. Um, just be really interesting to hear from you, you know, how, why why you first got into the, uh, the army. Because we went to school together um, and it was, I think you were about seventeen, weren't you, when you went in?
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I um I went in straight after um my uh, GCSEs. In fact, that's actually a bit of a lie. Uh, I started the first year of A levels uh, and then uh, then left after that and went. Into... Do you know what
0: I found out from that from one of our friends that that's what you did? Because I thought you left at sixteen, but obviously you you only did a you did part A levels, didn't you?
1: Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So um at the time I was um I was I was doing uh, judo. Uh, Semi semi freshly can called it that. I'm not sure you can. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. so I was trying to do a lot, and then four A levels, and it all got a bit. It have got uh, a little bit too much, and uh, I ended up uh, going off and uh, and joining the army.
0: And you went straight into the Paras, didn't you? Is that right?
1: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So I um I uh, I uh, joined yeah joined the Paras, Ended up going to uh, free para. And uh, bizarrely, I went and did judo for them for uh, or for the for the military for uh, the next three years after that. Sort of mixing in my role with that and, and general sort of being a soldier.
0: And you know, what was that decision? What what, what made you make the decision to sort of jump in the arm go go that route?
1: Uh, I, I, do you know what I feel? It's my, my some of my dad's friends uh, were that way. Uh, I think I wanted to get away um, and try something try something a little bit different. Um, I said a lot of my friends were obviously still in school, doing all the, all the A-levels, looking at the university thing. But uh, to be honest, I think I needed to break away a little bit from, uh, from everything. Uh, get away on, on my own. Uh, I was under quite a bit of pressure at the time. I had a bit of uh, the uh, pushy dad uh, thing on the go, like the dance mums. Um, that uh, <laughs> yeah, that uh, con- constantly wanted me to I was on a strict diet of uh, weight loss and all the rest of that sort of stuff.
0: Was that for the judo?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's always, oh, it's wow, always okay. good fun when, you, when you're eating uh, melon and water for, for, for days. But the um, yeah. but uh, yeah, and I can never, never keep the weight down. Um, so uh, from there, I sort of uh, got a bit fed up with that and, uh, and decided to go off my own way.
0: And I'll always remember the story you told us because we've stayed in contact ever since. And when you first had to jump out of... Um, you did your first jump out of an aeroplane. I don't know if you can remember it, but I mean, that story I think was quite a scary moment wasn't
1: it yeah it was yeah it was one of those you get to the end of it and uh, obviously you've got to you've got to jump out your airplane and all the rest of it um yeah it's um i'd like to say i was like really really brave but i didn't i think i whimpered, <laughs> I whimpered at like um, yeah like a, like a small girl um before i left the aircraft and uh, yeah and I, I generally just fell out with my eyes closed
0: <laughs> and and where did you go so where did you go from that so obviously you you Trained as a para, um, a paratrooper, I guess is the is the official word, uh, name for it, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. Yes, yeah. so I finished training straight, uh, and then I went straight out to Northern Ireland, um, and that was during the Millennium, uh, which is a great place to spend, you uh, know, your, Northern, uh, your uh, Millennium. Um, and I was sitting in a uh, RUC base um, for the Millennium, and for Christmas that day, that, just in case uh, anyone fancied doing a riot on Christmas Day, which obviously no one did. Um, and uh, yeah, spent the next six months out in uh, Northern Ireland um, before, before heading back home uh, onto, onto the next, next uh, plethora of exercises.
0: And, you know, what, obviously for people that aren't in the army. So what was the training like for that? Did you, was it as intense as what people sort of make out?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's a different world when you, when you get to, uh, when, especially the, uh, the parachute regiment. Um, it's, uh, it's obviously got a bit of a bit of an ethos with it, and all the rest of it, and it's um, and they sort of break you down before building you up, and not like all the stories say, so. Um, so yeah, and it all sort of culminates in a, a thing called uh, a P company, which is a sort of a test X um, text test X ex ex, exercise, um, sort of sort of physical lead, and uh, and, a, and a couple of other uh, a couple of other exercises um, uh, at the end of uh, at the end of training, but. Uh, yeah, it's uh, sort of six months long, and you, you sort of bounce get, get to the end of it, and then you uh, you join join battalion as the uh, as a scared young kid, uh, full of um, <laughs> some uh, you know large angry men.
0: <laughs> and um, so, yeah, what was your so what was your first proper mission? I mean, where did you know where did you go, and what, what did you have to do?
1: So that was it. So it was the Northern Ireland piece was uh, was the first thing. So I end up doing. Um, yeah i trying to think. Count now, it's uh, six tours, six tours of Ireland. Uh, I used we used to get sent out in the marching season, which always made me laugh because um, we're sort of renowned uh, people in Northern Ireland. Particularly, a lot of them don't particularly like the parachute regiment very much. I did not understand why they put us out there for that, but no, we did, which was uh, to be honest, sometimes sometimes it's quite fun actually to uh, uh, to put some right kit on and um, uh, and uh, to go out and do that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, we had. Uh, did that a few times. Biggest riot being um, was a wine and cheese party, which is which is quite, quite. Yeah, an an orange order um, wine and cheese party. and They had seven, I think seven thousand people turned up on one side and about the same on the other. And then they, uh, uh, yeah, decided to set everything on fire and, um, yeah, throw petrol wow. bombs at each other. But yeah, it was, um, but again, it's, it, again, it's, it was. I was only, I was young and it was uh, it was quite good fun.
0: And then where did you go from there?
1: So from there, um, you know, I I end up uh, the judo thing. I end up stopping after about two, three years in the in the uh, military, um, and then I carried on all my courses uh, and all that sort of stuff. And then I think the next one was Iraq, uh, Iraq in two thousand and probably get the dates wrong, but uh, yeah, we did, we deployed out there to Kuwait initially, um, uh, before before we went over the border in Iraq, uh, which was uh, that's where I was for the next four four and a half months, five months. Um,
0: so were you in the first wave? Because when the, when the Iraqi war uh, started, were you in the first wave that went in? Yeah,
1: yeah, we were, we, uh, we went over the top yeah. there There was uh, obviously certain people out front, um, the, doing the, the, doing the special forces bits, but no, we were the sort of main, uh, the main troops going across. Yeah. Uh, we went across and, uh, did, um, uh, there was a, uh, Crossing and all that, and then we uh, eventually sort of culminated, uh, which was uh, which was interesting.
0: You're just breaking up there, matey.
1: Sorry, mate, I've left you there. But, uh, yes, oh, sorry, mate. You there? You go, uh, yeah, um, yeah, and I've got them back, to, yeah. So, we um, yeah, so we end up clearing old Basra, uh, and uh, yeah, there was, a, I mean, there was a lot of missions, it wasn't quite Afghan, but um, it was, it was busy enough to, to, to keep you, uh, yeah, to keep you awake.
0: So did you, you when you went over to Iraq then? So was that you were going in out of out of aircraft? You were jumping in on you know oh, parachuting no, they, down. No, they
1: jumps. They, they, went, they had one jump on the, uh, that was getting lined up, but it never actually happened. No, we we went across uh, in, uh, on the ground uh, in the oh, okay. in vehicles. Yeah, so uh, which was scary enough because I said one of the first. Well, actually, it wasn't one of the first. It was a little bit in. Somebody one of the advances. The uh, God bless them. The Americans managed to blow up our, our front vehicles. Um, but uh, yeah, that was the more I think slightly more scary thing than, than, than the Iraqis sometimes. But but hey, um, but yeah, we did uh, we did uh, numerous numerous missions. I, I'd moved over to the uh, I was in the uh, um, mortar platoon at the time, um, and so I started uh, I, I moved over in a, a slightly different job, um, uh, sort of guiding in mortar fire and all that sort of stuff, which was which was good because managed to meant I was right up at the front. But um, uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, there was some there was some interesting times.
0: So when when you were away, I guess that was probably your most dangerous mission. Obviously, you know Northern Ireland to Iraq. What um, what did you find sort of the most challenging part of that? Was that being away from family, or I think probably at that stage you may not, maybe weren't. I don't know whether you were with your present wife at that time. But um, did you? Um, was that one of the hardest things to be away from them?
1: Yeah, so it's it's a strange thing. When I was young, um, I, I used to volunteer to go away to different places. Um, as soon as I um, uh, see that that wasn't too bad, but I mean the late later sort of tours I did. Uh, as soon as I met my my, my wife and uh, and and started on the kids, um, the, the one of many kids, um, uh, I, uh, I I turned into a bit of a piner, uh, which I found I found it a bit a bit more difficult um, when you're on your own. Um, and I said at that time of year, you, uh, you, you uh, sorry, at that, that age, um, you had, you had your mates, you know, you, you had almost like a second family, uh, that you could, you could bounce around with and sort of be each other's agony aunts and just get on and generally just get, get rifted by everyone. Um, uh, which sort of gets, gets you through, you know, there was a, there was a close network of friends and, uh, and all the rest of it. But yeah, I mean, the, the next, uh, the next tours, uh, which would probably be the, uh, what would be next? It would be, be Afghan next, one not it? Yeah, the Afghans. Yeah, so us. I think,
0: yeah, so this is where I think when I, you know, I really felt for you, because I think Iraqi, the Iraq war was probably a fairly, looking back now, you, it, it was sort of built up to be, you know, a really hard war, but I think that it was actually getting into Iraq, and I mean, I could, I could be talking complete rubbish here, because I don't know I was never there, and I don't know the exact details. But the Afghan, the Afghan, when I when you went over there, that to me was just like, wow, that's proper scary. So I don't know if I mean you had a period there. So you went, you didn't go. Did you go over there as a para to start with?
1: No, no. We actually it was was a bizarre one initially. When they um, uh, I was I was literally just lining up to do my pilot's course, um, and um, they they briefed us on what was going on and it's like, I'm not sure if any of these people heard, but it was quite a famous thing in the military that uh, they briefed that not one shot's going to get fired over there in anger. Um, because they said we would, uh, the initial training we did for it was to go and call them, uh, drug fields. Um, and so they could take out all the drugs and all that sort of stuff. So we were supposed to be going on there on a called and exercise. This is when I was on the ground and I, and I got bizarrely actually got the offer of, do I want to go and do that or, or go Go and do my pilot's course, and um will try and or try and do my pilot's course. Um, and so I, I chose the pilot's course. So to be honest, I actually thought it was going to be boring, but uh, obviously it didn't. In my uh, my great uh, military mind of, uh, <laughs> uh, of guessing that one. Um But uh, yeah, so uh, in 2006, when the guys went out, um yeah, I, I ended up going off and, and doing my pilot's course. So while whatever they were eating rations, I was eating cheese boards.
0: <laughs> so how long did that so so basically you've, you were a para you've managed to get on a pilot's course for the army air corps I think it's called isn't it
1: yeah that's great yeah
0: yeah um and you've thought right well, I'm going to become a pilot which I think for anybody starting out in the army at 16 when you know when you told us that as a for, as a group of friends telling us that you were going to become a sort of a pilot and you were going to be flying aircraft you know we were like wow that's amazing you've you sort of you've started you know at, right at the beginning, right at the start, jumping out of airplanes, and now your training has become a pilot. So that's really cool. So how did how did that happen? Because obviously, if you're if you're at school now and you're thinking, what am I going to do? You know, going from paratrooper to pilot, how does that happen?
1: Well, yeah, initially I thought it was uh, I thought it was a little bit strange. I looked at it before I you know before I joined the army as well to see if there was a, me- a method there. Uh, often, often I get the uh, uh, people mention it it's, it's like the it's like the same sort of experiment as putting mon- a monkey into space. But, um, the, uh, <laughs> uh, the, uh, no, but the the no, but it's open for anyone. Uh, you can go in different routes. You can go in straight in as an officer. You can um, or you can, which I, I mean, I find it almost a better way to get some experience and then go in uh, as, as an NCO because I was a corporal at the time and um, just about to become a sergeant. And uh, yeah, I went across and, it, and it's and it was I was quite lucky in a way. Um, once you get in the Paris, it's. Uh, it's great to, it's hard obviously to get in, but it's also can be hard to get out as well. That They, um, they look at that as a, uh, yeah, it's, it's not say frowned upon, but, um, the the, the thought that you'd ever want to leave the powers is, is looked at sometimes in a different light. But, uh, I mean, I, I at the time I had, um, I'd met, um, uh, my wife, uh, and, uh, and the, the first kid. Uh, and so I, I felt I needed to, uh, needed to grow up a little bit, get a bit more grown up job. Um, and uh, and hence uh, yeah, I, I put in my papers for the pilots. Uh, it's it's quite brutal the first bit of it. You um, you go along, it's a thing called grading, um, and it's it's about a fifty fifty um, foul rate on it. Um, and it's it's one of these tests where they, they take you up, they fly you. Uh, sorry, before, prior to that, apologies. You're supposed to have all your medical and and do all your uh, aptitude tests, and, and they they cut you down after a certain amount of scores. Um, the ones who get
0: so that's like uh that's a theory, that's, that's your intelligence yeah, score and all of that uh, yeah, sort of so, stuff, yeah. Which is amazing, really, that you got well, exactly, that. exactly, exactly. I said, <laughs> it's, uh, it, you would
1: have been even more amazed when you actually saw me taking the tests. Um, uh, so I was, um, one of my, one of the ones I had was, so they've all, they've all got a little bit more, uh, uh, a little bit, they've been modernised a lot now, but the one I, when I went on there, there was certain things like, um, almost like battleships. Battleships comes up, there's a, uh, loads of different lights around the screen uh, you type in coordinates of little stars that come up but when there's a certain color star you've got to hit a different button and it's it's all these different uh, these aptitude tests obviously you know they're supposed to mean can you you know have you got sort of lateral thinking all that sort of stuff but um, I yeah mean, I, I sat next
0: to... so you pa- so you passed you passed all well those. yeah
1: just about i mean i sat next to a guy who was typing with one hand uh, whereas i was pumping coordinates in with two fingers um, smashing my way through keyboards but um, uh, but yeah so yeah past those um, and it went on to grading uh, which is uh, that, that'd be I was, was going to chat about a minute ago but which is quite brutal um, they take you up they uh, they tell you to do certain manoeuvres in an aircraft, they show you once they give it over to you, you do it and then they just look at you, there's no debrief they just go off and write and, and for the whole 14 flights or whatever it is um, you don't. You don't know you don't how you done. We, yeah, and um, yeah, it was. Um, it's, it's quite brutal, but obviously that managed to go through all right. Um, again, I didn't think it did at the time, but um, I, I was. Um, there was a, there was another paralad who um, uh, who went through um, before me, uh, and um, they they were said if your last flight, if the uh, instructor said to you, um, you know, let's just go and have some fun, you failed because they just want to give you a nice flight before you uh, disappear. Oh, away. I
0: see, I see. So, so you sort of a secret yeah, word. Yeah, so, um, of, you know, so I went failed. out and
1: did um, loop the loops and and, he, and and all the rest of it with him saying, oh, let's just have some fun. So I was actually in a stinking mood the entire flight. Um, you know, I thought I'd failed this, and I thought, oh, my word, because I've got to go back and all this. And then obviously I was going to fly out to Afghan literally about two weeks later.
0: So what would you have done? So if you'd failed those tests and that grading, you would have gone back into
1: the power? Yeah, exactly. That. I actually had my um, I had my ticket booked um, for, um, uh, for, the, for for Afghan um, literally uh, within wow. a week and a half, like 10 days later or something like that. Um, so, yeah, I was probably a little bit more touchy than most about it as well. But, yeah, so I did loop the loops. So I, I remember joining back up to the runway upside down and all sorts of stuff. And I think he was looking over ah. me because we to sit next to each other like I was some sort of miserable git. But um, I, I found out afterwards because I, I landed on and um, obviously passed it. And uh, I, I found out my mate, the paro went through before, bet this guy a, a crate of beer that he couldn't make me sick. And uh, that was the entire reason I, I was oh, need... absolutely smashed on the flight. <laughs> yeah.
0: Nice.
1: Yeah. But there you go.
0: <laughs> so, so... Yeah, that's amazing. So, so you're then a qualified pilot. So, uh, what did they then? What aircraft well, did they yeah. stick you in? Do you know what? Straight about, after that? Honestly,
1: about going on like Uncle Albert, it, that's just literally the first step.
0: No, no, no. This is it. This is this is the point of a podcast, Sam. You need to. This is it. You are the. You are. You've got to be Uncle Albert. <laughs> that's what you have to be. The, um,
1: yeah. So, I mean, that is literally the first step. So, uh, what, what happens is after that, it, it, what follows is another. Uh, what, how long, Gord? Two and a half years of training. Um, so before you start, you, you come out the other end on your uh, operational type. So um, you go off and learn to fly aeroplanes um, for a little bit, and then you uh, then you go up to Shawbury, and then you uh, you fly helicopters. And they teach you how to fly helicopters, um, which is like, the, and there's certain days on there like Lemming's Day uh, and all that sort of stuff where we try and throw ourselves at the ground and that, that sort of stuff. And then you move off to a um, <laughs> <laughs> you move off to a uh, uh to an operational so uh, as they say and it sounds very army uh, that you learn to um to fly and then you learn to fight the aircraft um and all that sort of stuff okay
0: that's interesting so can we just go back to the lemmings day what is a lemmings day so that you
1: you have to learn to fly helicopters when you can turn the engines off them. so a lot of people, i'm not sure if many people know anything like that when a, when with an aeroplane, if you think you turn the engine off, it glides down and does all its bits and bobs where it should. Um, a helicopter does something a little bit different. It does uh, a thing called auto rotation, uh, where you, you have to, the engine goes off and you have to lower the, the i I'm t- trying to get too, too mad about this one, like the, the, the collective, which is the changes the pitch on the blades and the blades spin. And then you just got to wait till you get near the ground. And then the inertia on the blades, you pull them in and it stops you hitting the ground.
0: Um Yeah, wow. which is
1: quite funny, uh, especially, especially. So if you get it,
0: so if you get it wrong, so if you get it wrong, uh,
1: you're dead. Right? It, it, when it goes wrong, it, yeah, it is quite funny, and that's why it's Lemmings they, They're they're going everywhere, uh, and safety, flight safety, wasn't quite as good back then either. So you select to you know, like three people in, in one little like airfield do this, and you'd get people wazzing past each other um, and all sorts. Uh, and to be <laughs> honest, on a slightly darker note, that was my first. um the uh, first thing, the like, first time I'd, I'd, I saw a um, helicopter crash, uh, was on was on exactly that one. I was actually flying to it when I, and it, and it's, um, when it's when when the guys smashed wow. into each other. God bless them. But um...
0: wow! So so you've gone from so you've so you've qualified. You've passed Lemmings Day. You've survived that part. You're now you've now got to fight. So you've learned how to fly it. Now you've got to learn to fight it. So, did you have a choice then of what type of helicopter uh, so you, so you were going to put the choice in? On?
1: Um, but uh, and then they and then they obviously decide whether you, you sort of make the grade or, and all the rest of that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. So we uh, so we go we get towards the end of course and we only get given a type to, um, uh, to type to fly, and uh, and it's a bit of a weird one because you can you can get given something like a, a gazelle or something like that. And um, a bit, which take about takes about six weeks to learn because it's it's a lot like the uh, the aircraft we learn in the, the squirrel, uh, or you can get a lynx which is a little bit longer, or you get Apache which is which takes a long time.
0: Uh, and... So sorry, so, those four names because oh, you said sorry, two was, animals yeah, there to start yeah, with. Yeah, Were they yeah, animals? Sorry, squirrel, yeah. <laughs> squirrel helicopter. Um, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> you, you do learn
1: to ride animals. It's um, it, it's, uh, it, it's a part of the gig, but. Um, yeah, um, and we got uh, Lynx helicopters and uh a gazelle is that is an old um, it's like a flying chicken wing to fair. but um, uh, yeah, and then obviously you got the, you got the Apache, that's where I end up going, um, which which is good, you know. So, so surely that's what every, that's what surely that's uh, what, do you know what I mean. I, I thought for. so, but that's I mean, it. You... people would disagree with me, but yeah, no, I think it is a little bit, but in my mind, it should be, but um, yeah, it's just that, uh, yeah. but the only problem is you uh, uh, Obviously, once you you qualify and uh, on type um, on your whichever one they give you, you get extra money given to you and all that sort of stuff for being a pilot. Uh, and, but obviously, the Apache one, which is nearly eighteen months long, the training for it. Um, it's um, you have to wait longer to get your money, which you know bothers some people. I didn't really get me to be honest, but. Um... So the so so you
0: got the Apache, which I mean that's just an amazing aircraft. I. Uh, bizarrely was playing golf about two months ago uh, down on the coast of Kent and two flew over our heads around must have been 10 meters over our heads they were obviously doing like a not that obviously <laughs> not that serious a training mission but it, just hearing it come over I mean it's just an incredible machine I mean when you first to sit in one of those, it must have been like it Christmas. Was, it, it was
1: slightly crazy. It really was. I mean, I'd, I'd done exercises uh, on the ground before they came in, where I was, I was calling in fire from them. Um, uh, so being on the other end and actually sitting in one is uh, is a little bit, um, yeah, it is bizarre. Um, and it's um, and it's it's quite a strange little strange aircraft. You sit behind each other, um, in a tandem cockpit. At the um, uh, whereas uh, everything else you sit side by side, um. Yeah, it is, and it and it's absolutely massive. I mean, it's one of these ones until you've actually stood next to one. They're they're actually huge because you see them in the air; you're not sure about how big they are. But yeah, it's a little bit. But...
0: Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing I yeah. noticed as well: how big they were and how long they uh, were. And, and I mean, and it is but...
1: you know, it's a it's the boys' toy of out of all of them, isn't it? It's you know, big guns, big uh, big comedy missiles, uh, and uh, and all the rest of it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and so you know, it was great, really, really good. I mean, you, you but you have to. It, it's it's a it's a strange world. I mean, especially with the. Um, we're flying it. I mean, we used to look across to some of the other lads on the other platform, uh, the other aircraft. And um, uh, they used to seem to have a a bit more of a easygoing, fun filled life where uh, life on the Apache world is very mission orientated. Your your mission, this your mission, that, Um, you know, you, you prep a mission for six hours, you fly it for two and then you debrief it for four. You know, sometimes it it got very, it got very like that yeah it's, it's very Seriously. serious but i mean it's a it's a big beast and it's an expensive beast um to fly um but i mean don't get me wrong i absolutely loved it and uh, and in a, a kind of I suppose sick way um you know the afghan uh, you know i i flew in afghan and uh, and a little bit uh, i didn't do too much but a little bit in libya um the um yeah it's uh, it, you know at least it's yeah
0: because I think one of the stories you told me—I mean, you said yeah, when we've spoken before—you know the help, just the helmet, the comms on the helmet, and the, the, you know, the you could almost fire a missile from uh, so your the, the eyes, gun, is that right? Gun, or you gun can line your it, head. Yeah, it so,
1: and the guns, you know, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a hell of a beast, uh, it really is. I mean, that that thing chews up, chews up most things that are out there, um, and it's a weird thing to fire because if you fire it off, because it moves with your head, or you can move. But most of the, a lot of the firing is done from the guy in the front seat so does a lot of the targeting. Uh, the gun's designed to stick to your head as you look around as sort of protection while all the other, gun, the other, um, munitions are coming off the, uh, coming off the aircraft. But, um, yeah, but, you know, you fire the gun sideways and our aircraft slides across the sky, you know, from, from getting, from the, um, from the kick. And, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's an impressive, everything about it, about it is impressive from the, from the missiles to, to the guns, all the other bits and bobs. So,
0: so you, so, so basically you, yeah. you got onto that aircraft and then you were yeah, thrown yeah. straight well, to Afghanistan, yeah,
1: of, you, once you were you? Yeah, trying... Afghanistan, yeah. So, um, we went out and, uh, uh, and took up the ground support row out there. Um, we've all got, uh, yeah, all the lads. Um, it was, uh, yeah, bizarrely, I, just, I literally, I just missed my old unit actually when I went out there first of all. And, um, but yeah, well, I managed to—I think I managed to see him on one of the tours. But um, yeah, they sort of—they uh, sort of rolled into one. Uh, but yeah, it was very busy. Uh, not enough pilots um, and all that sort of stuff. So they sort of—they sort of, sort of advertise uh, the amount of time you're supposed to spend away and how much you're supposed to stay at home, and that kind of—it's uh, a bit of a bluff, to be honest. It's—they—they um, they say they say certain squadrons go out, but what they do is they change your squadron when you get back and uh, and you go out again, which is interesting. But, uh,
0: yeah, I remember you telling me about this. So so uh, you had missions sometimes where they lasted oh, almost I mean, 20 no, hours? Yeah, I mean, was that it... was... So we used to go out for about <laughs>
1: yeah. four or five months at a time, um, come back. And then uh, we were supposed to yeah. have uh, about, I think, from about 10 months to a, to a year off. But, you know, you could quite easily turn around and go again in two months' time. But, um, yeah, no, individual missions.
0: Actually, when you... But when you were actually out on the missions, when you were out there, I understood that you were, you know, the, the time you actually go out actually flying and you would be hovering and then, you know, you'd have, you'd find times where you were yeah, tired, yeah. You, you know. Yeah, you turn it into a bit of a well, am I right? junkie.
1: Yeah. It's, um, it, it's, they, they almost, they, I mean, I'm not sure yeah. if they've looked at it slightly different now, but um, the whole um, night routine, going into day routine thing that, uh, you know, you hear people who do, who do night shifts and all that sort of stuff sort of went out the window. So you'd be doing... You'd be working nights, one night, and then you would work day the next night, night, day, and your your body would be uh, a little bit, a little bit all over the show. Uh, I mean, in the later tours, they end up starting giving us some bits and bobs to help us sleep and help us wake up. Um, but um, yeah, it's uh, it, it sort of messes with you a little bit, and I said you turn into the do turn into a bit of a caffeine junkie.
0: Yeah, so so that obviously. Uh... Out of all the tours, was that probably the toughest for you personally? Because obviously you were, although you were flying an amazing piece of kit, you were away from family for, and probably most dangerous was Uh, it? Was it the most dangerous tour you run, or
1: tours um, that have been dangerous and bits that have been been not too bad? I mean, um, you know, from minefields in in Iraq. I mean, we've had um, there were certain colour bits in that where we where things almost went uh, really awry. um, To yeah to some of the missions in in afghan to some yeah but i mean like you said miss i've never i've never been so as busy as i was when i joined apache um uh, for, i missed at the time i think i had three children um and i missed all of their birthdays for three years um, through training and all that wow stuff, which was which was obviously crap um you know, but you know, when I well, at least when, when I came home, I had quality time with them, um, and we always had the you know the extra money yeah. from tours. You know, I used to be able to take to go on holidays and all that sort of stuff. But it doesn't replace that. Um, I mean, Afghan got better because um, there was you know you Skype and things like that were starting to come in, um, so you could uh, initially you, you could um, as long as uh, the only problem was it when unfortunately when people died out in Afghan, which they, um, they often happened obviously too often. Um, they cut all the communications out of the country to, because obviously people do, so people can't um, inadvertently tell the wrong person whose whose um, family members died. Yeah, so I mean, He's it was it, that would happen a lot. But I mean, if you could ring out, I mean, at least you could. I mean, uh, that was the other thing. I mean, Iraq, you could you could never ring home or anything like that. Well, not really.
0: So. No. So, so I mean, moving on. I mean, how, lessons from to you know. Of what you've been through in your tough times and how you coped, um, we're currently in a bit of a pickle, aren't we? In this country, there's a there's a lot going on. Um, you know, what? How did you cope with your most difficult situations? You know, what did you do? Did you have a routine that you went through? Did you did you just write stuff down? What, what was there anything that you sort of yeah, went you know to I mean? to sort of Obviously cope everyone's, with? Everyone's uh, coping. Is
1: their, is their family a lot of time, but I don't understand. But some of the times when they're not there, uh, I mean, uh, I think that. I think a lot of us have to do stuff that we don't like doing uh, I think it's obviously just getting it started try not to put it off just keep keep get, keep plugging in there looking at the the, um, the light at the end of the tunnel uh, and all that sort of stuff I, I think I used to try and rationalise as much as I could rationalise my own moods um, rationalise the um, you know if I was down you know why was I down you know try and try and do something about that you know whether it's you know it's stupid stuff We're, you know trying to even even recognizing your own sleep patterns uh, going awry and uh you know whether it's not enough fizz uh, as in sorry uh, exercise um uh, and all this sort of stuff all, all the things that help you get
0: so quite i mean that's really interesting yeah because that's that's really interesting because that is what everybody's sort of says to do and you know you look, look at lots of well-being stuff of you know doing the basics right so sleep exercise all that type of stuff but that's really interesting that you were you sort of lent on that when you were out war, yeah, uh, almost I um mean, which is really interesting.
1: Bad. i mean it, it, you know you obviously have down times i mean I've, I've i've lost quite a few friends um you know uh god how many uh three or four just in 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 afghan on the on that last tour but um the wow you, you deal with it you know, you, 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 there's again, there's people out there that you, you that are with you, um, and again, it, as I said, all those bits. I know it's a bit cliche, but the, the sleep you can't really deal with sometimes because it's not really up to you. Um, so you have to, you know, you, you have to get what you can get. But you know, keeping yourself, yeah. not shutting yourself away. You know, which is a bit, obviously, a, a bit of a pain at the minute. But um, uh, and. <laughs>
0: But being connected, so almost staying connected, so you're team, yeah, your team, your squad, it. And, and squad you know mates, an, and, an, and an yeah.
1: exercise. I mean, I mean exercise is, is is a key to so much stuff. I mean, I know the the endorphins and all that malarkey that you get from uh, from from doing that sort of stuff can, can change your mood. Even to this day, you know, when I uh, if I get back and uh, I've I've had a uh, particularly sort of stressy day at work, I get kicked down the gym by my missus. Um, hopefully, for the right reasons. Yeah. Um, but uh, to get me on a, uh, to get me on a, uh, you know, get me in a better mood, and I do always come back in a better mood. But um, you know, uh, but the the whole, I mean, it depends how, how you know low you get. I mean, there's some times where you know some really bad things happen, and, um, uh, and you know, and especially if you make the choices. I mean, it's a bit, again, Uncle Albert in the, uh, you know, you, you sometimes you have to make some tough decisions and. And, Christ, sometimes they, 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 they you, you make the wrong one. and um, Or someone reckons you've made the wrong one. Everyone's got an opinion and all that sort of stuff. And especially when it's sort of a life and death one. Um, you know, you, you like
0: So have you been in those situations where you've, you've had to make a decision on somebody else's... That's, you know, that's yeah. made that... Uh, yeah, no, I'm afraid. Made that so, yeah. call. I, mean,
1: that's, I mean, that's the other thing from flying, you know, what it is, a, you know, an attack. I mean, saying that on the ground as well, you know, even in Iraq, there was, the, you know, people you make decisions on, on on firing or not firing and uh, you know and in, in, in apache it sort of magnifies it really because you suddenly become the most it, it's, a, it's a very it's a very aggressive beast and it can get to a lot of places quickly so you end up seeing quite a lot of um, of bits and it, stuff you don't yeah, want to I mean, see yeah and, and and you know it's you know, you you've got, you've got. I suppose you've got to believe you're doing the right thing. Uh, in your head, that's that's always one. But I mean, the other ones are, you know, you see people make mistakes. Christy, yeah, I made mistakes and all that sort of stuff. But you try to, obviously, make sure you don't, you, you, you be as good as you can be, and then, and then go from there. Um. Yeah, and you know, but, but yeah, that's that's really
0: that's yeah, that's really interesting. And um, yeah, I think almost it's funny how in lots of different circumstances you know we've spoken to people on this podcast reference sort of doctors and nurses and the stresses they were going through in the first wave of this and all the advice and all the people saying the same thing so sleep staying connected with people talking to people you know keeping active physical activity um not getting too down on yourself you know making mistakes and that sort of stuff it's all very similar stuff but all through diff- completely extreme scenarios that you've all been yeah, through. Yeah, I
1: mean, I, I mean it's, it's a bizarre thing. I mean, it, like, everything's changing now, isn't it, as well? with, uh, I mean, we get psychological training at work, um, human factors, this, that, the other, you know, concentrating to try and, to try and get you in this mindset. I mean, it, it's um, – and it, and it does work. I mean, Christ said, but when you're feeling bad and, uh, and obviously things are going wrong, you never think it works. But, it, you know, it's never too far before you can – you know, even if you just aim to change one, you know, suddenly you change one. Uh, I was watching something with um, uh, Tony Haskell the other day, the, the rugby player, uh, very, very similar to exactly what you just said. You know, getting your head in the right spot, um, uh, sorting yourself out. You know, you, you, can suddenly, you can, you can make a difference, and it's not too, too far before you hit that yep. sort of light at the end of the tunnel when you've, uh, when you look back and you think, oh, you know, it wasn't that bad really. Or, you know, you, it's, it's just it's strange seeing yourself in a. In a, in a in a crappy situation and you know and i'm not sure if it's something that, obviously the military pushes you in that way you know when you've been when you've been like more tired and and you do you don't act the way you should act um you know but yeah it it's a people deal with it in different ways you know some people get angry some people get down some people um you know just just be quiet and be in themselves and uh, and but you know you've got to recognize that in yourself before you can Um, you can change it.
0: Yeah, and I think what exactly what you just said, I think it's momentum's quite a a key thing I think, because momentum works both ways, so you could, you can get down on yourself and you can get down on yourself quite quickly if the momentum's going that way, but if you change a few things, simple little things, you can quickly get it going back the other way, can't you? So um, And the simple things that you can do that you do have control over, okay, you didn't have control over sleep necessarily, but you probably did have control over other things of, you know, talking to your to the guys that yeah, you're
1: out there with uh, and stuff. It's like um, I, I mean, I, I've been, I've been quite for, uh, fortunate through my, my sort of career. I mean, I've seen some guys, some really, really good operators and that makes them, uh, make some real hard choices. Some of them have been like wrong and, uh, you know, and, and they've had some, they've had some big regrets over them and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, they've always had the, the best intentions in things, but, they've uh, uh, had to, they've had to deal with some issues, um, which, um,
0: yeah, and I can imagine that, that that must happen because you're you're making like you say they are life, and if you've got the end your finger on a trigger, um, and you've got to make a decision of whether that's the right thing to do or not, you know that that must be just incredible. So um, incredibly difficult to deal with if you get it wrong. Um, yeah. Move moving on. I mean, that's all really really interesting stuff, and I think that's that's, that's that. I mean, for me, that's helped me just listening to that, and I think I'm hoping that's going to help people out there who are in difficult situations um currently because i think there's probably quite a few people that that are in those sort of situations um what would you take from the, you know obviously you're still in you're still in the army so obviously you've got to be quite polite about it but what would you say to somebody who's starting out now um bit of career advice maybe you know what are the good what, what's been the really good things about being in there and what's sort of i guess been the negative
1: yeah so i mean uh, when, when, we, when I first started on this um, this journey, I said I'd, uh, I went in as a uh, as a sort of an all ranks, not you know, uh, as a private and that sort of thing. My mum mum almost disowned me, uh, wanting me to be a uh, uh, going as an officer and all that. My, my but um, you know, uh, it's it's a weird one. I mean, you know, my out of everything, I think that my biggest sort of advice is. You've got to find something you're going to do. You know, you're in school for this little small period, and then you spend the next fifty years working. You know, fifty years is like in the bulk of your life. If you, if you cut, if you, if you, find, if you don't strive to get something you're going to enjoy, you, you're automatically going to, going to struggle to sort of be you know, happy in life in a way. You know, and that sounds very drastic, but uh, it's um, it, it's no, no, definitely. You know, yeah. But you've got to weigh that up as, as well with the, you know, with the money and the finance, which can make you happy in different ways, you know, with the lifestyle and all the rest of that stuff uh, that goes through it. But yeah, I mean, I was never going to be a millionaire um, joining the military or anything like that. But I mean, you, I looked at the perks of it, you know, the, the adventure training, God, you know, skiing, diving, you know, all the rest of the stuff like you see in, on the fancy adverts. I mean, it does, it is still out there uh, and uh, and goes ahead and all that sort of stuff. Um you Know, but I was always scared. I my, my dad, my dad actually had a quite a decent job when I was younger. And when I left the um, left the uh, left sorry, left education, um, I got offered a job in London. Um, this job was a, a, a broker's apprentice, um, so it would have been a uh, it, it would have been quite a, a highly paid job after I'd obviously got through my apprenticeship and all that sort of stuff. But I remember speaking to the guy, yeah. my dad's friend, who's um. It was giving me would have given me the job, and uh, he, you know he says the job's yours, but I, I really wouldn't take it. And this guy drove a Ferrari. Uh, he was like, you know, he was absolutely loaded. Um, and he said, "No, I wouldn't do it." He goes, "I come to work at six in the morning. I leave at six thirty at night. I, I sit behind a desk." You know, he's he's miserable, rich but miserable. I still I still kind of regret it some days, but um, yeah. you know. But that's that's what you got to look at. You know, whether you you know whether you want that and. Um, just what your goals are, you know, but, you know, to make yourself, make yourself enjoy life and, uh, and not, um, obviously be miserable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, uh, I think if you're an active type person, then the army obviously sounds like quite a, quite a good, and it's quite secure, I guess. Right, I guess yeah, it's giving you a minute. lot of security. I mean, I know, the... We look around the middle. Yeah.
1: the only ones really safe around the place, uh, other than, I suppose, doctors. Um, but, um, and teachers, yeah, yeah, and teachers, no, hopefully. One. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a scary world out there in a the minute, but um, like I say, the, the job security is there. I mean, and it's and everything that goes with it. I mean, the healthcare that that the it's it, again, I'm sounding full of cliches at the minute. You know, if you if you let it be, I mean, it is like a second family. You, you can be. I mean, some people dip in and dip out and and are not too much into it, but I mean, I've I've been in the uh, military now for twenty. I was just trying to work this out when you said this earlier on. Twenty one, twenty. is it? Is it twenty years? 20 years. years I was going to say it probably would have been is. Twenty
0: two in. Twenty one. Wow. How many medals uh, not have you enough. got? How many medals I, I, have you I, got,
1: Luke? I keep saying I deserve more medals, like. Right, but um, uh, what am I on? <laughs> uh, six. Which is um, yeah, not, not masses, but um, uh, yeah, 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 it's one of those, mate. That's nice. But, um,
0: are they hanging on your wall? I've got, they, yeah, are I, they I have them everywhere. And...
1: So every, every room you can look at, it's just uh, it's medals of me and pictures of me generally wearing them. No, I don't have uh, them. To be honest, I, oh, <laughs> pictures of you, yeah, pictures of you it. sitting just, outside your uh, no, Apache. I'm, I'm, I actually, it was just when you were saying it. I think I, I'm not even sure where I've put them. They're probably in the cupboard somewhere. Um, well, that's it. You know, are oh, so uh, modest. The thing is, we are only six. They're easy to lose, aren't they? So if we um, come,
0: if we all come round, if we all uh, well, come round, so you'll it, probably put them it, up, won't you?
1: you know I always wear my uniform when you come around anyway <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay on, on that note, i think that's that's brilliant um thank you luke for you know giving us a really in depth uh story of what you what your life really and i'm hoping that can help people um you know just the the coping with dangerous scenarios and being in a diverse situation um hey no problem so at all. yeah thank you
1: hey mate take care of yourself bye bye cheers
0: bye You have been listening to the Become Inspired podcast by Life on Time. For more information, please visit our website at lifeontime.co.uk.